0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Tuesday Night Jaw Meets. This week I have a chat with NXT star Alistair Black, which is pretty cool, isn't it? The man who has the single greatest entrance theme in wrestling today. Nobody has better entrance music than alistair black you you think they do come at me bro they don't um anyway as always the tuesday jaw podcast is on the distraction pieces network make sure you check out all the other podcasts on the network and get a few little plugs out of the way um my little company progress wrestling we've got some shows coming up most of them are sold out Uh, Two that haven't, on August the 12th, we go to New York, which is insane. Um, So if you happen to be in America, um, uh, I know I do have American listeners to Tuesday Night Jaw, then please come along to that information at progresswrestling.com. And we also have a massive show at Alexandra Palace on Sunday, September the 10th. We are down to under 200 tickets left for this show. Um, Come to it because I know what's going on on it. And it's going to be badass. So uh, our show at Alexandra Palace, uh, Chase the Sun is the name of the chapter show. If you can figure out why, then you, uh, you win a million Tuesday night jaw points. Um, the points are not redeemable for anything. They're not like embassy tokens back in the day. So, uh, yeah, September the 10th, down to the last 200, or well, under 200 tickets now. So if you want to come to that, again, progresswrestling.com. If you want to watch all our shows, demand-progress.com, featuring quite a lot of Alistair Black under his former guys before uh, he went over to Orlando and started working for NXT. So um, it's a good chat, this. I really enjoy it. Um, I've known Alistair for quite some time. Uh, we're quite good friends, so it was it was good to actually get together. He was one of the people that I was desperate to speak to before he went over to Orlando, and I just didn't get a chance. So this week, uh, being in the same place as him, I managed to uh, actually sort of sit down and have a chat with him. So it's a good chat. Listen to it. Enjoy it. As always, if you want to get in touch with me, at Jim Smallman on Twitter, hashtag TuesdayNightJaw. Uh, I'll be back on the flip side of this with some final plugs, uh, but just go and enjoy it. I'll see you in a bit. Right, so... It's quarter to midnight. We're in a hotel. Um, it feels that normally I record the podcast at maybe two in the afternoon if I'm doing an episode <laughs> where I meet someone. It sure. feels very apt that at quarter to midnight I should record a podcast <laughs> with you because it's it's the it's the sort of time that you um, well, we I discussed am, this before. This you are nocturnal.
1: Aren't I'm it? an e- I'm an evening dweller, and a night dweller. Definitely, I'm not someone who uh, I don't go to bed really, Definitely not. Now, so before
0: you sign with WWE, mm-hmm. um, and obviously a lot of our conversations will revolve around you because you work for Progress for ages, and that's yeah. how we become friends. Sure. Um, but also, I knew you were really into video games. Oh yeah. Um, and so I tweeted something this week where so I just bought a Nintendo Switch, <laughs> and I realized looking through Amazon that they're bringing out Skyrim.
1: Uh, for don't the Nintendo don't Switch. even get me started, man.
0: Now and I, we had this discussion of yep. food. Was it last night? Or last yeah, Saturday? no,
1: I think today. We're both. Uh, well, I am jet lagged, so, but I'm guessing it was today. I think it was today. And so
0: no, it was in, it, Yeah, so it was today. So how many hours have you put in Skyrim?
1: Do you So the first time, <laughs> the, f- the first time I got the game. Um, I think because, uh, I did every possible quest. Which I, I was, well, you're meant to do I know, I know, I know. But some people just play the game and they do the quest, the main quest, and they're like, oh, okay, like, I'll, I'll, you know, some people will like, you know, seek out some of the other quests. No, I, I did everything from picking up leaves to slaying giant trolls. You know, like, I, I did every quest possible. Um, I felt, yeah, I felt complied to Um, so the first time I bought it, I think it took me a year and a half to finish it like legit. And then with the add ons, like as I'm playing, like add ons come in. So I, I, I got the, the, the vampire quest Mm. deal and then I got the, the um, the, the other Island deal and all these gamers let all this and I go like, Oh, this guy's a, this guy's a phony. He doesn't even know what the quests are called. Um, so no, I logged like, like an hour and a half of, um, of stuff in. And because I love that game so much, like you know, when you have these games, and um, they, they they just they just spark something with you.
0: So Fallout was that for me.
1: Yeah, well, they, 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 I love Fallout as well. I love I love a lot of stuff that Bethesda does. So. Um, when it came out remastered for the PlayStation Four, at the same time I started at the performance center. <laughs> the same time I started at WWE, I'm like, this is not a good, it's not a good option, it's not a good choice. But you actually meant to say, Skyrim is a sure. Skyrim is a bad choice. Um, so, uh, no, I, I got, uh, I, I got it again, and I, I think I logged in like seven months and a lot less. Possessive, I'd say is the first time, but still like very much into it. Cause I remembered like part of the, part of the quests and like all the other stuff. And it was just, um, I think now I logged in seven months on this session. <laughs> so when you mentioned that to me, I was like, Jim, don't tell me these things. Cause the, 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 the idea of having Skyrim handheld whilst traveling and traveling is what I do a lot. Hmm. Sounds like, well, you know, by lack of better word, it sounds magical to me. Yeah, you know, like I, I like sometimes ignorance is bl- ignorance is bliss. So I was kind of like, oh, why did you tell me this? Because now I have to get the switch plus the, plus Skyrim yeah. and like ruin my life for the third time in a row. Yeah, and <laughs> I feel because I think
0: <laughs> you tweeted me just why are you doing this to me? Yeah. I was like, because why are you forsaking me, Jim? <laughs> because it's exactly what. Don't happen. throw me under the bus like that. <laughs> now, a, a good suggestion you had. Yeah for us to start the podcast. not it, it was my idea to talk about Skyrim, but a good uh, suggestion you had was for us to examine your Wikipedia page. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I think it'd be so, a funny thing. For a long time on my Wikipedia page, yeah. there was a th- thing that I was addicted to biscuits, and I didn't notice. And I was like, what? I like biscuits. I don't think I'm addicted. And You're addicted to
1: flapjacks. Um, I, I'd say addicted <laughs> is a very strong word. I'm <laughs> no, very fond of I remember, flapjacks. So... When you used to come and do uh, do
0: progress shows, whether it was you on your own or or you with with Michael Dante as a tag team, I was used to Well, often would drive you back to Luton Airport. Or, or oh dear! Or, um, oh yeah, and and on the way we would often stop for Burger King. Oh yes, and and me and Dante
1: would have the entire Burger King.
0: Yeah, and you two would argue each other like like an old married couple
1: because well, we are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's the thing, because you guys. Because I remember it was when we were sat in that Burger King at yeah. London Gateway Services. Yeah. It was a night where two great things happened. One was we walked into the services and saw Nathan Cruz wearing like a Christmas jumper. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And you made me walk one
1: way towards him, so, so like a him. and then you jumped him from behind. Oh you. yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I jumped jumped out of his oh yeah, he he, he freaked out. <laughs> he said some uh, explicit words as I uh, <laughs> as I jumped. Poor Nathan. Um, and then we sat and,
0: and ate. And I the entire you, burger, was, yeah. I watched you two almost like, it was yeah. almost like an American eating
1: competition to see who could eat the most. And and you're smaller than Dante. Yes. And you won. Uh, that, I, 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 I don't know why, but I've always had the ability to eat like a horde of food and just stay slim in shape. But uh, after that, you you went and
0: bought um, two cans of Blue Monster with the, the, the caffeine-free stuff. Yeah. And then you bought um, you, you bought flapjacks, and I remember very early on in, in mm-hmm. me and your meeting
1: you, and you just saying, "I just like flapjack." I just showing me the specific flapjacks. <laughs> I, I, I can't help it. Like um, once I started coming over to the United Kingdom a lot more, I just fell off with like certain foods that they uh, they mm-hmm. have here, and um, flapjacks was probably <laughs> the main one. <laughs> Do they, they must have a flapjack equivalent in the Netherlands. I wouldn't say an equivalent. I think I think a flapjack is very common to like the United Kingdom Cause because I, it's just sugar. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm get, I don't want to know. So like honest. don't don't again don't ruin things for me. Like I don't want to know. Like sometimes ignorance is bliss. Um I uh I I, I just love it. Like so, like I, plus now especially, you know, living in Orlando, I don't get to have them as much. And I I actually said like we've been in the United Kingdom for a couple days and I haven't had one cuz I don't really dive into that's, I think that's also the reason why you saw us eat so much because I, I I rarely eat it. Mm. So then when I get the opportunity, I was like, yes, let's let's
0: you eating all that Burger King stuff and saying and saying, well, I've been working all day, and I was like, <laughs> well, yes, you you have. Yeah. You've had a wrestling match. You have been working all day. That's yeah, and fine. I also worked out
1: in the morning usually. So
0: yeah. um, the the thing I wanted to say about Dante is that that, that time it was when I I asked you to how long you've been friends with each other yeah and it was from what the age of nine you guys were
1: friends yeah me and Dante
0: met in, uh, uh, in school
1: when we were like nine because I knew you'd been friends involved. for a long time but in yeah. my
0: head you became friends when you through started wrestling. training
1: no no we were friends before that because that's how most wrestling friendships work yeah it? no no we were, we were friends before uh, before the wrestling even happened mm. we known each other for a l- very very long time I and mean, we've been through like fantastic times you know we used to live together and we've been through horrible times. There's times where we absolutely despise each other, and mm-hmm. with 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 right reasons. But I also think that's like that's the beauty of friendship. Like if you if you can go through the best, you have to be able to go through the worst, mm-hmm. uh, because you have to remember the best whilst you're going through the worst to, in the outcome, have you know that good friendship. No, I love Dante. He's uh, he's one of a kind human being. He's um, he's always referred to as the more jolly one of us both, as I'm always referred to being the miserable uh, of the two, the miserable uh, grumpy one of the two. Um, no, me, 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 I don't know. Like me and Dante have just like, you, you said like, you argue like a married couple. And I i, I kind of feel that I am married to Dante to 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 an extent. Um, he's, he's just a one of a kind, one of a kind of guy. And, I have a lot of respect for him because he's had to put up with a lot of me because he's seen the worst of me. Mm-hmm. He's he he was there from the start when things were troubled in my in my childhood, and he's had to deal with the brunt of him a lot of times, not understanding why because yeah. I wasn't able I wasn't able to speak to him. yeah. You I wasn't can't articulate like, like that when you were a kid. I, it, it, like 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 you can't really you can't really express yourself emotionally when you're 15 years old and you're going through so many stages of like your own personal mm-hmm. hell. And, you know, he's... But he's taking the... He's taking the aggression side of it where I'm like, you know, like Mm -hmm. where I'm like, like raging basically. So now like unknowingly, uh, Dante took a lot of the brunt of of, of my uh, um, somewhat aggressive side as I was... Not not physical. Hmm. Um, As I was going through my uh, my teen angsty faces and dealing with uh, stuff from my childhood and like even later on, like... I'd like to say or like, I'd like to think that like, I think the past two, two and a half years have been very life changing for me. Mm-hmm. I came to the point where I was like, right, you can't live like this anymore. You're making everyone around you miserable. You're uh, you're like, I felt like I was a leech, you know, you know, you know what I mean? I, I felt it was like, I was felt, I felt I was becoming a parasite to a lot of people and even, even like you, you come to the point where you start hating yourself. Mm. And that's the point where you like, you know, like I mean you 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 you've come from a from a from from a dark place yeah, yourself. Absolutely. So you know you know that point where you're like you're rock bottom, but you're punching you're you're punching the ground to go even deeper. Yeah. Like at that point you realize you're doing it yourself and you have to just stop and stop yourself from becoming something even worse than what you already are. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, like I said, like I think I think the past two and a half years I've been like steadily climbing that ladder, and everything's mm-hmm. been the funny thing is like the more I'm climbing up, the better the opportunities have become, and the more I've learned about myself as a human being. And um, yeah, it's 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 a hard thing to put put the words. I mean, you know, you, you put emotions on words. Mm. So like it's, I think I think it's probably the hardest thing to do. I think the important thing is is like. I got to the point where it was too much, and I couldn't live the way I was living anymore. And I had to like make some big change. And this was already when I was working for you guys. Yeah. And I owed it to myself and to so many people around me to just not be this person anymore and not be this like 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 like. I felt I was addicted to misery.
0: Hmm. Which a lot of people get.
1: Like I yeah. certainly I've had big. Certainly, the, the big sway. Of the
0: time before I met my wife, I was yeah it like that. Yeah, and and it was, and it's a very, it's a very self-destructive
1: cycle. Oh, that it's awful. easy for people to go into because
0: it's, it's easy to feel sorry for yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like hundred percent.
1: And it's also easy to ignore all the signals and go like, oh, you know, doesn't apply to me, but and just keep going. But I think it's the, the, the positive thing about. So
0: I, I've always viewed you as a very positive person. Cause mm. I remember one of the first times I ever met you. Yeah. I had to collect you from the airport. I remember. And I remember complaining. To, I, was having, um, I was having problems with my, uh, with my daughter mm-hmm. and, seeing my, and seeing as much as I'd like of my sure. daughter. And I, was, and I was talking to you about how bad a dad I thought I was. Yeah. And this is within half an hour of meeting you for the first time. <laughs> and you said loads of really... Because this is what I, I always just say to you, the wisest person I knew, because you'd <laughs> always give me really calm advice on stuff, normally on car journeys. And that was the point where I was like... Oh, he's a wise dude, isn't he? I'm like, yeah, because you were just like, chill out, your daughter loves you, it's fine, I was like, oh, and and it's surprising to me because if you were in that dark place at the time, it's surprising to me because I've only ever viewed you as a positive guy who always knows, it feels like you always know how to improve yourself. For
1: other people, not for myself, I I was very, very good at looking from the outside in towards what other people were doing and give, I wouldn't say give advice because who am I to give advice? but um i felt that because of what had happened and what was still going on i knew exactly what not to do just not how to imply it to myself because i felt i was um impervious to to all that stuff sure. so um yeah it's 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 uh, i think i think as human beings we go through cycles and you know when we're young we think we're indestructible and then you find out that you're not and then there comes a period where you, you know, you become 21, 22, and you think you're still instructable, and you know, everything about the world, and you find out at age 25 that you don't, mm-hmm. but then you start thinking, you know, that cycle will continue itself up to the point, at least it did for me, up to the point now where I'm like, you know, there's so much to learn about life, and there's so much to love about life, and there's so much to, to um not get bummed out about yeah. all the time, and like... And I remember, so specifically, I got so, 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 so sick of myself. Like, I got so sick of the way I was thinking. And I mean, I've always had like a certain thought pattern that was, I'd like to say, different than a lot of kids. Like, I, I, I didn't really worry about certain things that, like, a lot of kids of my age were like worrying about. You know, coming from a childhood that I came up from, um, uh, I was much more concerned at the age of nine with what was going on in the universe and what, what the universe was and trying to explain it to myself than, you know, the next brand of toys that were coming out or I wasn't, was going to get, you know, like, and, and, and the talk of the school was, you know, what happened with the girls and I wasn't concerned with any yeah. of that stuff because I had so much other things on my mind. I'd like, I remember laying, laying awake like four or five in the morning, just Contemplating life, I was like 10, 11 years old, and I I, 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 just wanted to know everything. And I was like, I, I had such a unquenchable thirst for like knowledge and like knowledge about things that like normal 10, 11 years old weren't, you know, they, they didn't they didn't want to know about. I wanted to know about like, like I said, yeah, the universe and like 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 the the the, the darker side of life and. Uh uh, uh uh what was what was uh, uh uh going on in society and like 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 scientifically what was explained this way and like that way and like i read all these books and i don't think like that was like that that's like what a lot of like nine ten year olds do and um, I, drove, I drove my parents mad with it because <laughs> what was kind of like no we don't want you to read all these like weird books and like you know because that was not that was not that was not conventional for them mm. whilst they were I wouldn't say they were people like they were they they weren't conventional, mm. but they tried to live a conventional life, and obviously they come from a very different background than I did. And um, for them to have this like one middle child who would question basically everything in existence made their life difficult. Mm. I remember very vividly a, a while ago my mom. She asked me, she's like, was I ever there for you? Hmm. And I was like, well, well, what, well, what do you mean? It's like, every time I have a memory of a birthday or like a, 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 a celebration or like a family get-together, I can never figure out where you were. Hmm. I can remember where your brother was. I can remember where your sister was. I can remember where your aunts, your uncles, your grandfather was. But I never know where you were because you were always gone. You were always up in your room, hmm. isolated, or you were somewhere outside. 'Cause you didn't wanna you didn't wanna be involved, you didn't wanna be in there. And for me, it was like when my mom said that, it was like such a such a such a weird thing coming from your mom. Your mm-hmm. mom asking you, like, was I there for you? And like my mom is the, the most fantastic human being. I, I, I've, she I've. came to, yeah, the, she to came show you the first. So. Yeah, same, same as my dad. Like my dad's undergone a transformation as a human being that I find admirable. Mm. Um I struggled a lot with my father growing up, and I think a lot of people know that. I, uh, I, I'd i like to say, like, like for me, for my experience, and this is not me trying to be like, oh, you know. But for me, like, growing up with my dad was very difficult. Uh, my dad had a brick wall, like a gigantic brick wall. And it took him a while to realize that he had to change that as well, because my dad comes from a very difficult environment, sure. which I've, you know, covered in the past. Um, but like, and, and, and through, through, throughout everything that's happened, throughout everything we went through as a family, as, as me, as an individual, the last thing I want, the last thing I want now would be to change a thing about it. Mm. Cause despite, like I said, two and a half years now I've been on the up and despite that being 29 years of. I wouldn't say it was all bad because it wasn't. It of was course. great. I had a fantastic life. I have a fantastic life. But with 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 the dark spots into it, I wouldn't change a damn thing about it. Hmm. I used to say I have no regret. Yeah. And I, I, I genuinely I generally felt that, that was, you know, that was right. No regrets. And I lived by that. And that's when I start realizing that that was the issue, oh I don't regret anything but that's also meaning I don't want, I don't take responsible for anything in my life and that's I think as a human being that's the wrong thing to do. Sure. Because if you don't regret anything, you can't learn from it and you can't progress from the situation that you were in, the situation that made you feel a certain way or like and even if it wasn't your fault, like you can still you 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 could have still done things whilst being in a situation that were that 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 would be regrettable. And for the longest time, I always told myself like I'm not gonna, yeah, you know, I don't regret anything. And I remember, like, even when i think thinking about, it, I was like, why? Mm-hmm. And it was nothing more than like a gigantic layer because I was mimicking what my father did. Yeah, you know, it was just like mimicking, like, putting that wall up. And and I, I'm sure, I'm sure, like everybody throughout like their life will go through phases, and like it doesn't make me unique. It doesn't make me like a standout human being, but. Funny enough, a while ago, someone asked me, like, you know, like you've got, you got a, you know, you got a whole bunch of tattoos, and <clears throat> and like, what do they all mean? And like, I, I, I never want to really get into them mm. because I feel that, apart from the being personal, it's really hard to explain to someone what something specifically means to you. It's not that. It's not that like I ever want to forget. But sometimes I just have to yank them out my head and just put them on my skin and just kind of mm. learn to, like, not occupy my head mm. with all the stuff that went went on or, like, the way I feel about certain things mm. or, like, the way I view things in our society or, like, things that were from the past. I just need to put them on my skin so I don't have to continuously think about certain things. Yeah, sure. And I'm sure you can relate that to that because you have a lot
0: of, you know. The, the the most common question you get asked if you're as tattooed as we are is, yeah. "So what does this one mean?" Oh, what yeah, what does this one mean? Or even worse than that are people <laughs> who just feel it's perfectly acceptable to touch you because you're tattooed.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I've had my arms uh, groped a couple times, or like my head pulled to push yeah. to the side. Like, "Oh, what's that on your neck?" I'm like, uh,
0: "Well, you know." See, I've not got the neck done yet, so like, <laughs>
1: no one's, no one's try to. Go- it will happen, small man. Like, <laughs> I always tried
0: to pop my head off. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's go through your Wikipedia.
1: Oh yeah, let's do that. All right. So, all right, shoot, okay. the, sh- shoot okay. it at me.
0: Um, so, uh, born in uh, Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Is this
1: correct? Incorrect. I was born <laughs> so in fact number one. Incorrect. <laughs> I was born in Alkmaar, which is a place. In the northern part of the Netherlands, uh, I was raised in and around, I'd say, Amsterdam, yeah. See, I know you're from Amsterdam from, yeah. um,
0: from obviously, when up. I've known you, because yeah. Amsterdam's one of my favorite cities. Yeah. Um, but I did not know you're from Alkmaar. Amsterdam. Yeah, I was born in Alkmaar. Um, which... Most British people listen to this only know Dutch places by football teams. Sorry, it's <laughs> you're, uh, so it's AZ. AZ from AZ yeah. from Alkmaar. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, so you're either
1: from you're either from 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 Feyenoord from from from, from Ajax or you're from AZ So you're either from Alkmaar, uh, uh, Amsterdam or Rotterdam. So. <laughs> There's um, no other places in the, in, in, in the Netherlands. Uh, current residence: Orlando,
0: Florida. This is very correct. This is definitely now very oh, correct. Yeah. Um, so obviously we have your we have your ring names now. Yeah. This is difficult for me because I'm used to referring to you as one well name. Sure. Um, and I, I want to ask you, because this is good, because I can jump off and ask you questions if we are going through this. Um, so your name when you worked in progress
1: yeah. was Tommy End. Yeah. Y-
0: you also have two other names listed. Obviously, your current name, Alistair Black. Yeah. Which is awesome, right? Yeah. Um, but, so there's two other names listed. Go for it. Right? Does Tommy the end incorrect which is what when my daughter found out i had a friend called tommy end yeah she kept saying what, what is, it, is it surely
1: his middle name's the and i'm like no no so what incorrect so there was a i, I i'm trying to remember. like i think i think there was a cameraman who kept referring me to to me as like tommy the end but it was <laughs> never, and I, th- I, th- I, think, I think some websites picked that up. Yeah, because it was the early of my career, but no, it was never, it was never. I was, I was referred to like my, my, my name first was the end. Yeah, and then it was never know. Tommy the End. That was yeah. that's incorrect.
0: Um, was that where the how the the Tommy End name came about? Was you were the end, and then you just went.
1: <laughs> I was kind of like you know all your favorite wrestlers have like normal names, mm. so why would you? You know, and but then this is 2000 and 2001 thousand one two thousand two. This is way before the whole social media thing. So you're like, oh, I can't, I can't let people know my real last name. So I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I was like, I'll, I'll use like my 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 uh, uh, my, uh, my, my my the end name and put my real name, yeah, like my 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 first name, like and combine the two. Makes mm-hmm. like, so. you know. Um, it also has Thomas Van Dyke. All right, so there's a story there. And it's not. It's not. A, it's not a fantastic story. So I, I, I used to work uh, in France for a company called ICWA, uh, run by Booster Fontaine, great human being, and he gave me a lot of opportunities. And uh, wrestling in France was so booming at one point. We had thousands of people. It was great, and. Um, we were doing a television show, but we could not wrestle under our aliases, under okay. our like, under our, our our names. So we'd have to come up with names. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm just gonna go with the most Dutch name I can I can come up with. <laughs> and I'm just gonna go as Thomas Van Dijk. And like, um, if if like it, it's even spelled like an old Dutch way. Uh, uh so like you would say this uh, Thomas Van Dijk. Hmm. And it would be, be a really Dutch thing so that's that's the story but that, that is correct yeah um, I've just realized
0: scanning down your your Wikipedia page is going to be some really good questions to ask you about oh this. dear um, so uh, build height six six feet six one it says six feet here so they've got that wrong yeah uh, build weight 205 pounds correct Um uh, Build from in inverted commas the lodge in Amsterdam, which is what I used to say.
1: <laughs> um, but in, in 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 honesty, it is just Amsterdam. It is just Amsterdam. Yeah, um, it was one of my. Fa- I've said this to you before. It's one of my. This fa- was this things. was your conjuring. That was yes, your was. that was your your twist um, on... and everything.
0: Um, and then we've got a list of um, six uh, six trainers for you. Yes. Um, uh, so forgive me if I get the first name wrong. Uh, which is Bob Schreiber.
1: Schreiber. Correct. Bob, Bob Schreiber was, um, I wouldn't say, he he was not a pro wrestling coach because he's an MMA pioneer, right. but obviously I did a lot of martial arts, and I did a martial arts kickboxing under Bob Schreiber. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. this is the first thing, um, when you first worked for us, I was like, I, I remember people saying, oh, Tommy's got a legitimate martial arts background. Yeah. The occasional person in professional wrestling does like um, Yeah. Paul Robinson does. And, sure. and, and Yeah. And um get so my shoes off? So um but so when when you were a kid, was it when did you start martial arts? How
1: old were you you started? Six years.
0: Six years old.
1: Yeah. Started with like judo and karate.
0: It does feel that it feels like it's certainly the MMA influence. It feels oh. like in the Netherlands in particular it's yeah. really big. Yeah, it's popular. It's yeah. very popular. Yeah. Um so six years old you're starting to martial arts. Yeah. Oh, at what point, what age did you think I want to be a professional wrestler? At age three. Can you remember
1: the first thing you watched? That yes. Made you to, what was it? So, and, and like, you know, you know, like the, the, the memory of this might actually be, in my memory it was like I was three years old, but it might be later. Um, I remember seeing the Million Dollar Man on television kick, uh, offer Yokozuna money. Yeah. And then Yokozuna kicked it out of his hand. Amazing. This is a very brief Yokozuna face for you would know Yeah. so um, so that was my first ever memory of pro wrestling and the funny thing is it didn't even display like an actual match it displayed like you know it, it displayed an in-ring uh, 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 ordeal mm. and I I just remember seeing it and I'm like I'm oh, hooked what was this Yeah. and in in, 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 in in my mind it was martial arts because mm. like straight after we got like New Japan in see I remember you
0: saying this to me that yeah. it, was, it was so for me that blows my
1: mind yeah. because for me to watch
0: any Japanese wrestling up until the advent of On Demand yeah. as always I had to get tapes
1: or DVDs from yeah we had it on Eurosport for a while that's so cool That's cool right <laughs> so I watched I watched New Japan and like obviously for me I translated in my head as martial arts and that's why I wanted to do martial arts because martial arts was you know was what I saw on television mm. and then um, I was like 15 when I got the chance to train um wrestling and did did dante go with you at that point because not immediately not 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 interested which
0: one of you wanted to be a wrestler first i suppose i
1: did yeah and then dante loved wrestling as well yeah but dante was exposed through wrestling by me yeah he wasn't he he was not into wrestling until i was in wrestling and he was like really i was starting watching he's like raising starting watching with, with me and um it wasn't until, like, 15 years old since I started traveling for, like, wrestling and, like, started doing, like, training for it. And then I was like, well, I need, I need, like, a defining style. And I always thought to myself, like, well, you know, I'll be a high flyer. I'll be this. I'll be that. And then, funnily enough, like, my style was just based on martial arts. so mm-hmm. I started you know, doing all the strikes and all the stuff and the knees and the, and, 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 and the strikes to the head. And, you know, because, like, I was so influenced by wrestling... But then did martial arts, and then use martial arts in my wrestling to define a style. Yeah, oh, which which grew over the period of like you know a couple of years, because obviously I I didn't come in as uh, re- redefined and then uh, and precise as I uh, as I do currently. So yeah. Yeah, took some while. Um, I have to ask. So it sure. says that your debut was in two thousand and two. Correct, That's what it says. Eighteenth
0: of June two thousand and two. Just So weird. Yeah. First stand-up gig I ever did. Yeah. It was on the eighteenth of June two thousand five. So Amazing. it's weird that it's the same day. Yeah. <laughs> um
1: can you remember who you wrestled in your first ever? Michael Dante. <laughs> of course you did. Who was at that time known as Anthony Zeus? Oh, that's a much better name. No, no, come on. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't we like we have to cut this out because if Dante hears that he'd be
0: he'd be uh, he be he be <laughs> upset. Anthony <laughs> Zeus, that's beautiful. Um how many people was it in front of?
1: I'd like to say 200. Well, oh, that's that's not bad for a fish. No, match. no, no. It was pretty good. Like, uh, the company at the time, uh, Dutch Wrestling Federation, DWF, um, they were running shows in uh, Forum Quadrat in The Hague. Mm. And it was... Uh, what was it? No, it was around The Hague. It was in Forburg. Mm-hmm. It was a town in uh, in, in, uh, in the Netherlands near The Hague. And um, they were run their shows, like, frequently. And... Um, you know, I, I, I I think it was like around like two hundred people. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the, who who won. Well, <sighs> no, I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, um, how did? Can you remember? What was your like first? Because I always like I think that a lot of people when they first get into wrestling often come up with a ridiculous. I think I think
1: no. I think I did a Swanton bomb at the time. Oh, that's that.
0: But that's still that's very of the time, isn't it? Of, of yeah, because that was like always the Hardy Boys yeah. were like big, and like so, I was, was know, obviously a big, I was... big Hardy Boys
1: fan, and and, and like, yeah, sw- I did Swan Bomb, yeah, it does, I used that for a while. That's genuinely cool, like to know that. Um,
0: of the trainers, yeah, um, uh, Cassius Arno, correct, slash, slash Chris Hero, um, correct. um, and obviously, like, I know that because you're both my friends, so I know yep. you guys are friends, <laughs> sure, um, and one of my favourite matches in progress history is you versus Chris in Super Strong Style last yeah. year, which, which of course you won, I won the yeah. tournament, and and it is twenty five minutes of two people who you watch and go, oh, these guys are clearly friends. Was it twenty five minutes? You guys killing each other for twenty five minutes. It's brilliant. Oh really? Yeah, it's great. In my mind, that match was like twelve minutes. No, it was long. Oh <laughs> it was really? Brilliant. No. no, it was it was it was. It might It might have been 22 other than 25 mm. I know I'm going to get someone to tweet me now and go this is actually how long it was
1: of course four, four minutes to, to that person <laughs> out there please don't uh. leave, leave Jim in the, <laughs> but, in the but it's 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 such a cool match thank and, you
0: um, and it's I suppose watching that match the thing I enjoy I always enjoy watching people who trust each other and have and have, mm. and, and have uh, in this case a, a, a student teacher friendship but also yes. a genuine friendship yeah and, and I think people like that can often put on unbelievable matches. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way that um, that you see obviously William Regal had a great match with, with Cassius Ono yeah. on on the old NXT. Fantastic. And match. And, and, yeah. that, and again because knowing great the, competition knowing that Mr Regal had some yeah. influence yeah, yeah, in his yeah. training that yes. it's, seeing that influence is always really cool. Yes.
1: And um, but yeah, it's like when so when did you when did you train with him? So once I started wrestling a little bit more frequent, we heard of this place called uh, Westside Extreme Wrestling mm-hmm. in Germany. And they were doing seminars with like Cassius uh, uh, like and, and like Mike Wackenbush and, um, and, and, and uh, you know, amongst, um, amongst them. And we started traveling more to, uh, to Germany and we started like doing seminars and training, you know, training with uh, with guys like him and also meeting uh, uh Robbie Brookside mm-hmm. who I've also spent a uh, a lot of times uh training with and like obviously recently started like, training with again. Um so like yeah, we like once we started traveling to Germany and uh, we started picking up like more training there is how I got introduced to Cassius Ono and start training under his wing and like you know throughout the years getting more uh guidance from him mm. uh like in terms of like what to do and you know just, uh, just he, he was he was also there to mentor me it, it wasn't just it wasn't just only the professional wrestling training it was also very much like mentoring me and like in the mindset and like how to how to approach and like like how to deal and like like how to how to how to play the business mm-hmm. basically
0: yeah and it, it's the first time I, because I knew you guys were close, but the first yeah. time I saw you together in a, a sort of in our locker room was like, I think it's almost like almost like a sort of older brother younger brother relationship. it, yeah. it felt like that. Do you yeah. know what I mean, and that's
1: I, how it feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, it's cool it's, it's because he's someone I really like. So it's he he's is a, great good human being, he is yeah. a great human being. He is a great human being. Third name on the train by list is is um,
1: is someone who only ever wrestled once for Progress, which is, is Johnny Kidd Yes, correct. Um, when did
0: you when did you
1: sort of train? Two thousand five, two thousand six. Because he was also being brought over to uh, to WW, yeah. Because um, WW had a uh, and still has to has like a little bit of a a thing for like uh, you know the old school guys and like because um, WW has a really wide variety of fans hmm. and they're very smart in a good way. And they're very intelligent, intelligent wrestling fans. We do we because we've done shows with them in yeah, some, some some doing, the We do one in Cologne. Yeah, in July, so. some of the some of the best fans I've ever wrestled in front of. In front of um, I love WXW I love their fans. And um, we well, did a sort of farewell tour for Doug I didn't did, you? yeah, I did. It was very hard. That last last day was, uh, yeah, it was rough. Yeah, I, like it stayed with me for a couple of days because, like you know, you move on to better things. And I say, you know, like, like a better things. You, you move on to different things and sure. like, you know, we all progress and evolve, but you know, you can't help but to, And I feel a sense of like pride for being in a company for 11 years and you've basically done everything in the company that was to do. And then some, mm-hmm. you know, I won 16 karat twice. I was a lightweight champion twice. I was tag team champions. I won the. I won, won, won two other tournaments. I, I've, I've captured their like a world title belt. Like, I did everything. I was. I feuded with anyone who was ever anyone in 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 WXW. WXW made me as a as. That's a, how we knew about you was yeah, WXW. WXW was yeah. like a big part of uh, of me as uh, as my development as, a, as as a professional. And I think so many because we we would always have British wrestlers. Like, yeah. You need to use this guy,
0: yeah. and 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 it was always because they'd come to Germany, worked for WXW, done a couple of shows for WXW, had inevitably either worked against you or yeah. seen you work, yeah. and then come to us and said, him, yeah, use him, and also as well the first time you ever wrestled for us because you you fit our demographics so well. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everyone just went. Oh He's one of us. He's one of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, for sure in the same way that me as a ring enhancer, the way I dress and the way I look I look yeah. at and people go, Oh one of us. Yeah, exactly. And you're kind of you're the you're the wrestler mm. person who everyone just looks at and goes, Yep. Yeah, he, I get he fits, it. I get yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you mentioned this and I think this again was at WXW which is, is Mike Quackenbush.
1: Correct. Yeah, Mike Quackenbush is um, sky. Uh, We trained with them for a couple times and uh, also like we did a couple camps with them. So like trained for like longer periods of days. Um, Mike taught me a lot about Lucha Libre and obviously so did Sky Day because that was their style. Because this is the the Chikara. Chicago style. You know. So I I credit Mike a lot for giving me ring awareness and like timing, placing, um, ring conditioning and just general ring awareness just you know uh, know how to scour out the ring and like know where to be and like um, uh, just just giving me give me very very technical details mm. of, of my craft yeah he's
0: I know there's a lot of people who've done training camps with him and yeah. and, and certainly people who've gone over and worked for Shikara interesting yeah. story about Michael Eckenbush way before progress yeah um, and I think I was only barely into my stand-up career. Yeah, I decided I was going to take my dad, who doesn't like wrestling, and we were going to drive from <laughs> Philadelphia to WrestleMania that year, which was in Arizona, I mm. think. And we were going to go to as many different like wrestling towns. That's why we we're starting in Philadelphia. So we we're going to go to Philadelphia, into New York, and we we're going to um, and we we're going to go to. Um, uh, just various different places. they're going to Memphis yeah. and, and, and try and go to as many different big wrestling hotspots as possible watch as much independent wrestling and then go to WrestleMania yeah. um, and I was going to write a book about it that was, that was what I was going to do and the first person so I, I remember emailing and again way before wrestling promotion I remember emailing Mike Quackenbush and saying I'm thinking of doing this and the first thing he did was, go, was say oh you're in a dad come just come and stay at my house oh, yeah. but straight away I was like yeah. and I've never got to meet him since it, there was a Shikara show when we did the Progress vs. Evolve show in Orlando, yeah. there was a Shikara show, yeah, on before us, and I didn't get a chance. And I was, I, I tried to find him so I could say hello because, yeah, because I, that really stuck out to me as someone who was just like, no, you, you're doing
1: something about wrestling. Come
0: in, it's fine. <laughs> Come on in.
1: It's just yeah, Mike's a very welcome and welcome. I have, I haven't seen him in in a long time, but um, I always keep track of what he does. Has a great repertoire of submission moves as well. Oh, <laughs> we referred to him and and, and, and Skyda as like lucha aliens because yeah. they would do things that you were like, how is this humanly possible? Like, and how how do you remember all this stuff? And like, you know, they would that would put that would put arms and, 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 and bend your neck and like stretch you out in ways and you were like, okay, you know, like it was it was it was incredible. And you know, Mike Mike is Mike is a student of the game. Mike loves wrestling. And Mike understands wrestling so well, and obviously, so does Skyde, and like, you know, both of them in their respected areas. Um, and I can't think of I thank him enough. Yeah. Um, fifth name is Nigel McGuinness. Yeah, correct. Nigel, um, I trained with him a little bit, and he mentored me as well. Um, Nigel brought, for me, what Nigel brought to the table was rawness, mm. was that attitude. Because, you know, back in the day, Nigel was, like, known as a hard hitter mm. and uh, a very tough individual. And for me, that's what he brought to the table. He, he showed me that side of professional wrestling. Mm. And he, he gave me that, like, that, uh, that yeah. edge that I needed. Yeah. He's, um I always find it, I find it
0: weird that I now know Nigel quite well. Yes. And, but spent so long. Has he done any of his magic tricks for you? L- or loads of them. <laughs> so... Um, I, I feel I can tell this story so during Super Strong Style yeah I was sat in the the locker room talking to um, Pete Dunham and Tyler Bate mm-hmm. and they were saying that um, that he was showing them a magic trick yeah. that was making something levitate and Pete was saying that he, his rational brain he just goes I, I, I was trying to figure out how he did it and we were trying to see if he was blowing on this thing to make it move and, and, and it wasn't that And we, I know there's, there's a way he was doing it yeah. but I don't know what the way was and Tyler just went it's just magic. I've just accepted it. <laughs> just walks away. <laughs>
1: well, like... that's also Tyler for you. A man of a man of uh, of great acceptance and little words. And uh, and just go like, yeah, uh, th- Tyler will go with the flow. Yeah. He's an easygoing guy. He's
0: a, he's a, he's a cool dude. Um, so, um, and also, obviously, this is one that we definitely drew is the WWE Performance Center. So, yeah. Where you've been since October last year. Yeah. So you finished with us at the end of September last yeah. year. Um, was that your last last match yep. before you went because I know that was it, a, was it Was the 25th of August? Uh September 25th of September it was 25th of September right yes, yes correct yeah. and obviously you were in the um, you were in the main event Mark Haskins uh, and uh, Marty Scurll Mark Haskins, Marty Girl and Jimmy Havoc returning and, yep. and 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 it was it was kind of when the cameras stopped rolling and we said goodbye to yeah. you and Tommaso because obviously Tommaso worked for us a lot Jack Gallagher uh, and Jack Gallagher yep. and and all three of you are my friends. Yeah, and it was a genuinely, it was a ridiculously emotional moment for me because it was. I'm, am sad. I, I said this to you at the time. I'm sad for you going. Yeah, but all I want as a promoter, there's this, there's this weird thing on the internet of people going, "Oh, you must hate it when, when WWE take." No, I want. Nah, I want.
1: If, it's also, it's also not. That's not how it works. No.
0: I want. I've yeah. always wanted all of my friends and all to the people who are to succeed. Yeah, of and course. And if in if one way go, or the other, yeah. if, if you go, we have to we have to just find new people. And that's part of our job.
1: It, it gives it gives other talent the the opportunity to step up and fill fill the fill the gap that other people leave behind. And like you know, it forces talent to grow. So yeah. people need to move on. I think I think we used the word progression already like five times. Yeah, which is ironic, of course, yeah. at the same time, um, due to the nature of where you're uh, yeah. where you're located. Um,
0: but but I do think it, it was. Because it was, it was
1: like th- three friends who were all met,
0: all met through wrestling. Yeah. Three people I genuinely like. Yeah. And, and I was just like, this is... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkled down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
1: Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Airbnb. Posting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big-game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. This is so weird, but three also so from Three different cool. countries as well. Of course. And, uh, it's so weird. And it was it
0: was brilliant seeing everyone applauding it and, and people coming out of the locker room applauding, and applauding it it just yeah. it felt like a it felt like a really because it was such a it was our biggest show we've ever done yeah. and it felt like a, a proper full stop on one era of progress and it felt yeah. like the end of a chapter I yeah. know our shows are called chapters but it felt like the end of a chapter and then it was it was we, we moved on to a new chapter as did you as did Jack yeah. and as did Tommaso and, yeah. and it was it all did. you know it was it, it was cool and it, and it whenever I see you guys on TV sure I'm so happy yeah it's like I'm just like oh awesome and, it, and it's getting to the point now where more and more of my friends are on TV yeah and, it, and it's it, it it's never going to stop being cool you know it, no it's,
1: because like like as long as you realize that you guys will be fine mm. and that it's all part of the natural process of, of what we do and it's 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 better for the business and it's 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 it's, it's how it should be yeah Um, so there's a list
0: of various places that you worked and various titles that you won Mm -hmm. Um, one place I I really want to talk to you about um, is wrestling in Japan yeah so you wrestled in Japan for a company called Big Japan correct which so I know that Big Japan is not all this but a lot of people know Big Japan for the the, the death death matches and stuff that they do but they also they have a, a great heavyweight division yeah. Um, and they they sure. put Imagine, they yeah. put great wrestling on. Yes. Um, the death matches are one or two matches on a card, and then everything else is maybe more. Um, but but, <laughs> but then there are all the
1: well, you know, um, Big Japan. Uh, as far as I can remember, Big Japan was a huge. At one point, mm. it was a pretty big company. It was like a splinter group of like, you know, uh, uh, FMW, yeah. the, you know, coming out of the remains of the FMW. Which I had so many of those types. And those types oh, right? it was great. It's <laughs> fantastic. And um, at, at the time, wrestling was struggling all over the world. And obviously, Japan was affected by it as well. Mm. So like everything went down. And once they started climbing back up, yeah, I think it was around 2010-ish, that me and Dante got scouted in Germany because WXW has ju- had just started this working relationship with Big Japan and CCW, the Triangle is mm-hmm. what they called it. Hence uh, the Triangle League that we did. And Big Japan, almost straight from the get-go, was like, we want them to. Cool. And we got scouted by them and we went over. And man, Japan is a, is a, is a different world. Was uh, it always one of your dreams to go there? It was the dream. Ah, Japan oh, was the dream. Of course, we've been watching yes. in Japan. Yeah. So my goal was always to go to like Japan, and um, mm-hmm. I remember when we first got the got the because it was the it was at the same time when uh, Zack Saber Junior. got the opportunity as well. So we kind of went at the same time. Sure. And um, I remember like it was it was me Dante, Zack Saber Junior. and John Moss in the car, mm-hmm. and me. And and Dante and 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 Zach were like ecstatic because like we just we just heard the news about like us going to like like Japan and I think it was we got the news two months before we actually went and it was just like those two months we lived breathed wrestling it was just like the 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 journey to the airport from the second we heard it to like that moment where we're gonna take off was probably one of the f- most favorite ones of my life. Mm because we were just so happy we were so ecstatic we were like 25 24ish around that time 2007 years ago and 32 now so yeah 25 it was just a, it was just a fantastic opportunity not just for 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 our craft but just for like uh, our, our 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 name yeah um for uh, our experience level and just as two 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 twenty four twenty five 24 25 year old dudes who have been friends for like so long and had this dream as kids that we wanted to do you know wanted to go to Japan specifically um to 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 do that mm. and to do that together and as a tag team and like having having like so many cool things um as a tag team and you know big Japan giving us a platform to put that put that all out there and like teaching us like the more japanese style of wrestling and Training with guys like Daisuke Sekimoto, um, and like like like, like uh, competing against like Daisuke Sekimoto and, and like you know the the the, the uh, big Japan uh, junior junior guys and mm-hmm. you know Kobayashi and stuff like that. It, it was just it was just it was just fantastic, and it, it, it taught us so much about what pro- professional wrestling is, and also what it is in, in, in Japan and what it means in Japan. And sure. you know, weeks leading up to wrestling in like a uh, Cork and Hall that's um, just fantastic you're in like like a completely different culture I remember the very first night we got there we were obviously so jet lagged we, we came to the to, to the big Japan dojo which was quite the culture shock and uh, cause, um, it's completely different than what you're used to and we obviously we both fell asleep straight away but it was like 1 in the afternoon so we woke up at like 4 or 5 and now we can't sleep because yeah. now we're like you know wow we're in Japan yeah. so I remember very very vividly we would walk uh, from the dojo and just walk the highway, and uh, a lot of people don't know about the, this about me, but I used to have a hobby in photography, and oh, cool. I, st- I still I still every once in a while do, but just really for myself. I remember taking so many pictures and just walking there. I couldn't <laughs> believe the fact that we were in Japan and just. When I eventually go, there, I'll
0: do exactly the same thing. I mean, and you it's, should. It's,
1: like, I wanted to go there. I, to that. I, I think people nowadays, it's like a thing to undermine your accomplishments and not to, like, you know, talk about them or like, oh, you know, Plenty of Japan, big deal. But it is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And you should be very proud of being able to accomplish that. I think... I think I'm one of the... Um, I think I'm one of the few few modern wrestlers that never ever paid a slide to go anywhere. Mm. Hands down, we never did. Mm. And um I, uh, I I I take a lot of pride in that. I take a lot of pride in like people viewing us as good enough to mm. just like uh investing money and time in us to have us on their platform. I think that's the greatest honor a company can give you. Yeah. I mean so we were talking about this when we sat downstairs before. Yeah. So, obviously, you've been to Japan. Now, I, how, first of all, how many languages do you speak? I, now, I know this is I, a question okay. I've asked you before. So, um, I speak Dutch, English, I speak German, and I used to speak French. Right. Um, I have found out recently, though, that my German is not as good as it was anymore. Because, obviously, English I speak all the time, mm. but I don't come to Germany as much as I used to do anymore. and And... and french i I completely forgot about yeah and uh, like if i if i if I listen long enough to a person speaking French, I kind of go like, oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can kind of like nitpick it and like understand what they're what, what they're saying, but it's not as sharp as it used to be because i I just don't use it anymore yeah, like sure. once you don't really use things anymore eventually with old age they uh... <laughs> <laughs> at, at the age of 32. at the age of thirty two old age you uh, you know you cannot uh, you can't forget things <laughs> um yeah, so uh, I'd say uh, uh, Dutch, English, and German. Um, any Japanese? I used to be able to uh, uh, save myself out of a situation. What would it occur? You know, I, I, could, I could order food, I could order a, a, a taxi, I could go on the train and stuff like that. But I won't remember it for life. Me right now. So you done Japan? Done
0: Germany? Yeah. You done. When was your first? Who the first company you worked for in America? When you first started? CZW. CZW. Because of course the the, the agreement with the no, it was before that. Oh, it was before that. Yeah, it was oh, two thousand nine. Cool. Oh sweet. Um, and again, a company that's it's a company that's produced loads of guys. Yeah. Uh, who've ended up in, in WWE or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but again, a company that is known for one one end like bit like Big Japan. Sure. Some deathmatch stuff. Yeah. And then and then some just you know it depends on what you like because some people like that stuff of Why course a, or else it wouldn't be successful have, have companies ever when you work for and when you work for Big yeah. Japan did the companies ever sort of go do
1: you, do you want sure, to do this sure of course um, um, no like I, I think I think the, the most hardcore we've ever done for companies like that was Big Japan doing like a, a chair match yeah. like having chairs and that, that, that's, that's about it because mm-hmm. I was never into like hardcore wrestling myself or like you know the other kind of the more and more extreme mm-hmm. kind um, I'm, I'm exactly the same as not. Fair. Yeah, it's 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 like I respect him very much. I used to uh, when we were there. I remember very, very specifically a guys like uh, Miyamoto and uh, Isami Kodaka, who were just like, like they would tell stories, man, in their death matches, and I would love watching it because it's such a spectacle to see. Yeah, and they they like I I uh, there there's a there's a there's a there's a craft to it. Mm, like there, There's there's a, there's a way of doing it, and there's there's magic for it. It's not just you know piling stuff up and throwing people on those their way. They used to like and i I think we're very fortunate to um have uh, uh have that in the United Kingdom as well with some of some of the guys who are able to do pull off you know really really nicely um and we have that in America as well. but I think the Japanese guys, especially when I saw them because uh, this is like you know this is seven eight years ago mm-hmm. um was, they, they just had a way of doing it, and it was mesmerizing. Yeah. It, they made it a spectacle. So, um,
0: had America, yeah. had Japan, had Germany, mm-hmm. had France, which you mentioned, yeah. which is the Thomas Van yeah. Dyke. Uh, <laughs> um, how many other how many other
1: countries do you reckon you've chalked off? Uh, Switzerland, Austria, Poland, Italy, Spain, Belgium. And then Ireland, England, Scotland. Do you ever do Wales? I have never done Wales. I have oh, asked. Oh. I have asked Mark Andrews a hundred million times. <laughs> but Ma- I think Mark Andrews is kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not get him. Like- <laughs> <laughs> um, so,
0: um, gosh that's a lot of countries.
1: Uh-huh. That's most of Europe.
0: Yeah, and it's. I suppose as well. I think we forget in the UK that we forget how close. If you if you grow up in the Netherlands, we forget yeah. how close you are to all the and and how used you are to yeah. going to all the other countries. As yeah. well. you know we're
1: very much like we have to get on a plane or get on a boat to go somewhere else. You well, anything it. anything further than like Germany is flying time though. Yeah, because like Germany covers a vast area of uh, of uh, uh, land. Cause it's quite um, I think of... I think the longest we've ever driven. Was like in one day we went to the south of France for like a wrestling show. Yeah, it was like nineteen hours to, and then wrestling and nineteen hours back. And it was like, oh. uh, yeah, it was like all of this spent like nineteen hours driving to the venue. Oh god! Wrestling oh. show took like two two and a half hours, and then getting on the getting on the um, on the car immediately and driving nineteen hours back. I remember at that point, well, I remember when going home, we got home, and I remember the first thing, because Dante, Dante couldn't, Dante drove, and Dante couldn't work, because Dante had an injury, I can't remember what he had, I think it was an ankle problem or something, mm. at least Dante couldn't work, and I remember Dante, kudos to him, he drove that whole, whole 19 hours to, and 19 hours back, and he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't compete, because yeah. he was hurt, and I remember he coming, him coming home, I remember he took all his clothes off, because when we like, so like, live in the same house, he took all his clothes off, He'd like he, he, he grabbed a drink and he sat down and he like he spread his arms and his leg and he put his chairs up and he's like sitting there for like, a, like 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 an hour like he's just passed out in the chair but he was he was there was just like don't anyone disturb me <laughs> everyone leave me alone no one talk to me let me be um
0: I mean you mentioned injuries there I don't I can't recall a time that you've ever been out for a long time I I I've I've, I've, I've I've never really had like Do you think part of this is down to the fact that you are you, pretty conditioned for doing the martial arts and stuff? Do you think that? Maybe helps?
1: Um, I also feel that I never take unnecessary risks. Hmm. I feel that I would never do anything if 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 I wasn't completely 100% sure that I was completely on con, you know con, you know controlling what I was doing. Um and if I wasn't sure I was able to you know pull, sure. pull it off um knock on wood um i've, I've just never been I, i've i've had a few things but nothing that would ever like yeah put me out for months on end no no i've 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 had i've had i've had like things that will put me out for a couple of days or a couple of weeks but never like you know yeah
0: i think it, it's, it's weird how i was always, always
1: trying to get I, I always try to take good care of myself but it is weird as well how some
0: people are, some people are just
1: unlucky with it it's like if you, any yeah. sport footballers it's, some footballers are just unlucky I, Yeah, with it, it's it? A, I, I guess that's it like it's unlucky a lot of times
0: um, so on your um, now I don't uh, and some would say I've never commentated on the progress shows <laughs> um, some man who sounded a lot like me commentated on the progress shows what was that? Um, uh, something like Jimmy Barnett apparently I don't know he sounded exactly the same re- related to yeah I, I think we may be distant cousins <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I remember, so I didn't get to call loads of your matches, and I certainly didn't get to call a lot of the SDS tag team matches. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to go through your the names of your finishing moves. Oh, go for it! Yeah, and make sure See, that, that they're correct. correct. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, uh, so currently, Black Mass, correct? Which is your absolutely tremendous spinning kick. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, so. Uh, the anticross that was the modified octopus hole that is exactly what it says i know right, yeah. uh the blood moon stomp slash crescent moon
1: stomp. no there were two different stomps so the blood moon stomp was the top rope one and the crescent moon stomp was the slip stomp when someone tried to go for my legs which yeah, i've seen both. yeah um and uh the dragon slayer correct that was the submission the inverted dragon sleeper
0: that i uh um, I like it when, you know, when it lists the signature moves. Yeah. Um, so, um. Now we're getting into a dark area, I, I have a feeling. So. <laughs> like a, like a void almost. So, these are the signature moves that, the. Yeah. The, the internet believes you use. A All lot. right. So, tell me if it's true or if it's not true when you stop using it as a signature move. right, moves. let's do it, let's do it. Okay. Uh, Brain Buster. Uh, not anymore. Not anymore. Um. Multiple kick variations. That is very true. Is it's very unspecific, but that's very true, yeah. Um, multiple knee variations. Correct. Um, and then it's got suplex variations. Deadlift German. Uh, used to. I, I've seen yeah. you use.
1: Yeah. Uh, Exploder.
0: No. I've never seen
1: you do it. No, that's like maybe maybe in the beginning, but no. Uh, and Saito. No. no.
0: Um, and then... Uh, uh, it says uh, Nephilim, which is apparently one of your
1: moves. And the Nephilim was the no-handed lion salt. I still use that. Um, it says springboard moon salt sometimes to the outside of the ring. Um, I'd like to think they're two different two different types, but um, if if the internet feels that that is both the same thing, then I would I would I I would not argue against it.
0: So my favorite thing about your your your. Named moves. Yes, is your double team finishing moves with Michael Dante? Oh, dear. because I know you gave me a list of a list of the yeah. ones and I'm like, he's explain what these are, but <laughs> I just still don't know what they are. Sure. Um, because just to explain, if you've never seen um, if you've never seen an SDS tag team match, sure. Um, quite a lot of their finishing moves are essentially like you know when you create a wrestler on a video game and you make the most awesome moves possible. That's all <laughs> of their tag team finishing moves. Um, so I've got four here. Yeah. Okay, um, and I've got the exact descriptions in front of me, so yeah, let's see if they tell you. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. um, Anti hero. Anti hero was a uh, body scissor and me uh, from the second rope coming it down with a flipping cutter. That is exactly what it says here. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, black Mass. So the original first Black Mass that we did was a front suplex, onto, a front suplex throw onto Dante's shoulders, who would catch him midair. And would power slam the opponent down. Is, he says gourd buster. Incident. All right. Yeah. Um, Deadman's trigger. So the Dead man's trigger was a sequence of moves, um, but mainly the reverse body scissors and me coming down with a Meteora. Yep, so double knees, yeah? Double knees, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We would agree on double knees. Um, and, and then finally, um, uh, Majestic 12. The Majestic 12 was uh, a... Um, Sometimes a sequence, but the move itself was the opponent was in a corner and I would come running with a flying or leaping knee and Dante at the same time from the apron to the inside would gore the opponent. It is correct. Excellent work. Um, <laughs> no, I know my own stuff, you know. <laughs> um,
0: and then it has the, your, your entrance themes, which it fits in nicely with the fact that obviously you get to go to download this week. Oh, yeah. Um, be honest, more excited about wrestling or watching metal? <laughs> both like, I'm, like, I'm, reg- just- I'm stoked for both because you did you did download with us yes in 2015 20- yeah 2015 correct yeah. It. NXT was there last year yes and we did it the year before on the campsite which is um nowhere near as much fun as doing it in an actual arena <laughs> Um uh, but we had we had fun doing it and that was and, great but it, it it's again it's one of my favourite whilst we were there to work yeah we were, we were working late at night yeah and during the day we all got to hang out and watch and watch the music it's that good like. bonding yeah and, it is, good bond. and bonding's a big so this is a big thing with when you see people at the performance centre it's, uh-huh. it's 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 like a sports team you yeah. guys and you know there's people that you'll, you'll form friendships with people and there's people you end up being close to and people that do work better with and, and, and so on but it, it does feel that everyone builds It it feels like it's really good for morale building and building a relationship with people because you're all in the same place until you get called up to a certain point you're all in the same place and and learning together and that feels I think that's quite a powerful thing in terms of it is especially for someone like you who's had to move you've had to move across an ocean mm-hmm. to be there I think we'll it's leave everything um, behind and, uh, yeah. but it's better than uh, to me and uh, correct me if I'm wrong but it, it seems that it's better that you go into that environment first than it is yeah. for you to immediately be on the road and in a hotel and not have people around you does that make yeah. sense?
1: yeah it does um it's also, like, I'm used to this lifestyle. Yeah. Because I've been doing it since I was, like, 15 years old. Yeah. My first match is, like, age 17. And, like, you progress in that lifestyle. Yeah. Like, you know, especially when you're younger, you're kind of like, oh, you know, like, you're still in the depression. Or, like, oh, I have to go out with my friends. And I have to, do like, you know, I have to do this. Because, like, mm-hmm. you know, you think it's, like, what you have to do. But then you realize that you don't have to do that at all. And that you just have to change your dream. And yeah. you know, your dream is chasing, isn't, is, is chasing this crazy, crazy dream that you've been having since you were a kid and realizing that you love it even through the stuff that you might not always like and you have to learn to love some aspects of it but for me that was never really a big thing i loved being on the road i loved staying in other countries i loved coming home and then it was like you know putting back on the grind for like three four days and then going back out there like for me it was all about i ah, you could not keep me out of that ring like yeah. I, I loved it and believe me there's, there's been times where like my music is like oh my god i'm so nervous. Yeah, but that's also you have to go through that process because the second you walk out again, you know exactly why you do it, mm. and I always feel that that's that's it's, it's part of the progr- progress of, of 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 being a, a sports entertainer, a professional wrestler, you know, whichever whichever you wanna, you know, mm. whatever you wanna call it. It's 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 all part of that process of growing up in this in this great business. Like you, like I I I love that. Like I I. I I would wake up thinking about wrestling. I still do. Throughout the day, I thought about wrestling. I still do. I would go to bed. I'd think about wrestling. I, I, I still do. And sometimes, I would, if I was lucky, I would dream about wrestling. And I, like, I kept doing it. Like, I was obsessed with it. I, I genuinely feel that like this is my calling. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people might think, oh, it's so cliche. But cliches have to come from somewhere. And hey, man, if, if that makes me cliche, so be it. But that's how I truly feel about this business, about this art form, about Mm -hmm. this, what we're doing. I'm so dedicated to this. I love this. Yeah. I I would not want to do anything else in my life apart from this or being involved in this. And I think I'd say
0: most of the people that, that even if they know they can't take it to the level that you've got and and get to WWE. Sure. You still find that most people who get into this do it because they want to be in it. Yeah. It's, no one has to be. It, it, you find very few people who've been drag kicking and screaming into being a wrestler. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like It'd be a very
1: bad thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's
0: it's like you know. It's the same with it's the same with the world of comedy for me. I don't very rare I gig with someone who's like, no, I'm just doing this until I'm just doing this until a TV presenting joke yeah. comes. It's not. It's no. It's you, you fall in, in just for world. a laugh, mate. <laughs> this, is, this is the thing. Is is you're lucky now and that you're, you know, you're on NXT and, and cool things are yeah. happening.
1: Yeah. Um, but cool things are happening for you on the Indies as well and, you know, you've got to do loads, loads of cool stuff on the Indies. Well, you, 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 like the thing is you have to have a love, you have to love this mm. because you're not going to make a lot of money, especially yeah. in the beginning. There's not a lot of money and then like being an independent professional wrestler up to the point where you sign that one contract, mm. like whichever company of your choosing. Um, you know, like, there is there is a lot of grind yeah. in this in order to be successful, and you're gonna get punched down a hundred million times, like both literal mm-hmm. and like you know, you're gonna you're gonna get knocked down. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna maybe hating is the is the wrong word, but you'll the, 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 there will be times where you resent it, mm-hmm. but you have to push through, and I'm always glad I pushed through. Because yeah. even through the bad times, it made me appreciate the good times so much more. Because in anything, in any passion, like like love and hate go hand in hand. Mm. And if you don't truly hate what you do at some point, you can never truly love it. Mm. And that's like, maybe people listening oh, like, I don't agree with that. And that's fine. But that's how I feel about it. Mm. I've had to get to the bottom love of this. You
0: before the two and a half
1: years, sort of, grabs yeah, it. yeah, you have to go to the bottom to this, to uh, to to understand it, to, to 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 understand this entity that we, you know, that that we do this entity that is professional wrestling or sports entertainment. That you have to grab all aspects of it, and that includes also not liking it. Mm. You have to. Yeah. I mean, again, you're not doing this for the money. At least I never did. So this is this is something that I, it. I think it's the same with me with,
0: with comedy. Like my first yeah. hundred gigs, I made no money. I did it because I wanted to be a comedian, and I wanted I, to get better. You have
1: to love it, yeah. like you like. I, and, and personally, I'm not a materialistic person. No, I don't care about. It wouldn't money. really fit
0: in from what everything no, I know about you. Exactly. I no,
1: know. Like, I don't like. You can have everything. Like if if I, I was talking to this about like uh, Coach Brookside today, mm. and I said if my if my house burns down, I'd be sad. But I'd not be heartbroken. The only thing I would want to save is my antique collection and my rustling gear. Yeah. Everything else is very replaceable. Yeah. I, I, think I it's like... A, it's a solid... I stopped being materialistic a, probably
0: about six or seven years ago because I had no money and I didn't care. Yeah. And, and how happy were you? Um, the minute I realised that I had a job that I loved, and yeah. it was like a job that I loved, and a, f- a family that I loved, and, yeah. then, and then my wife came along, it was like, oh, I don't... life becomes so much easier yeah, once you fine. let go of all the stuff that you actually don't Absolutely. need. Yeah. Um, so, reading through your your list of, of theme tunes, okay. um, yeah. So, one thing I noticed in progress is I think you changed your theme music a, at least two or three times, and it's. Are you the sort of do you? Yeah. So you always recommend music to me, yeah. and 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 there's. Th- do you sort of have that thing where you listen to new music and you're like oh I need certainly when you're on in the indies was it like oh I need to have that now because and this is going to lead into what I want to say is your current theme music yeah. in NXT is absolutely ridiculously brilliant thank you and um, and i Love it. Um, um, I think thank you. It could not suit you more.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, no, because like, I always felt that I changed my music at times where it mattered. Mm. So I changed my music when I went away for a while. Yeah. And I changed my music as my character became different. Sure. So I came in using Chapter Ice for you guys. Yes. The song Believe. No, oh, please Pleased to Meet You. Meet you. Please, please, please sorry, meet you. I believe belief was a uh, Sermonian Death Squad, Germany. Um, I came in under that because I felt that was a very transitional, hardcore kid kind of kind of way of getting me introduced, Please mm-hmm. to meet you. And I, I, I've been using that song for a while in the United Kingdom. And then I think when I came back is when I definitely was like, I was away for a while. I remember coming back facing... Dave Massive and I think I used a different song at that point. Was that when you moved to uh, Deathbed?
0: Agrophobic Notably? Yeah. yeah. And you also have one time when you did you had a little special intro.
1: Yeah, that was I mean, um, that was oh god, what's her name? She's fantastic. Um I've got it on mate, I've got it on my phone, so I'm gonna find what it is. Oh my
0: isn't that no, it's not listed there, is it? It's um it's not listed there, but I've got it on a playlist, so it's fine. Bear with me. Um
1: it is, I hate that I can't... Uh, dragged out by Chelsea Wolf. There we go. There, there you go. There we go. Yeah, yeah. And we did that because you know when we when we did that when we did that whole match and we had the blow off against uh, against the London riots, great great tag team, um, We felt that we wanted to come out like understanding that if we changed the thing about ourselves, people would understand that this would matter to us. So. We were like, let's do this, let's do that, and let's change the music for one night. Mm. So we make it completely different because we came out with, like, you know, the paint on and all that stuff and just just gave gave it, gave it like, a little different twist so that, like, the mood would be different and people were like, all right, let's get ready. And we felt with doing that, people were like, okay, let's get ready, <laughs> you know? Um. So,
0: what was the one last thing I wanted to say from this? Um... So I mean we've we've
1: conclusively proved that not you should not believe everything you read on Wikipedia, but some stuff was true, which is yes. Cool. Now, small correction right now. I came out to agrophobic nosebleed against Marty Scroll. Good work. You see, I knew Man you'd Manchester. Just, I knew you know. Um, so
0: we asked for some questions, and okay. um, so and I've got some now. This fits in with your your music, yeah. Um, and I think this is a, um. Uh, this is a question from uh, Varro Stiglitz which is a great name it um, <laughs> says um, were you involved in, in the production of your music I was um, so because a lot of the W music's done in done kind of in house isn't it but yeah. they, they, I think with you they're involved it's incendiary isn't it so, yes
1: incendiary
0: yeah um, and, and beca- I think because it fits you so much yeah. it, it felt because I asked you this question when I saw you in Orlando yeah. Was were you involved in that and you were like oh yeah yeah, yeah. Cause everything, cause our,
1: I like, wrote part of the lyrics
0: Which is absolutely brilliant. When you told me that, I was like, oh, that's the coolest thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, So, uh, Bad Chemicals on Twitter says, Your favorite band of all time? I know you're not. Oh, that's. that's
1: Dude, I can't answer that. That is. Can you do even narrative five? (laughs) No. Um, you, you, You know what I find so difficult about that question? Is because it is so changeable with me. I'd say demo board gear, um and here we go. Now I'm already lost. Um, <laughs> my, but you know, I'm gonna open. I'm on open my phone. It just... <laughs> just go through playlists. And... Well, no, like it's just different. Like I have like a list of like I have a, I have a hidden list of stuff where I keep all my favorites. Where I'm like, yo, this is on me. All right, you know, I'll 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 just give you my my my, my current ones. Okay. Gold Orange. Yep. Venom Prison. Yep. Uh like I said, if if we're talking as well all-time favorite, I said Dimebag Gear, uh Watain. Uh and like right now like Queensway is a big one for me as well. I love Queensway. What a fantastic band. And um well, if I would have to pick one? It's such a cuz I know whenever people do,
0: do that to me, it's like, oh, I listen to so much different music. Yeah, it's but it's hard. also like,
1: I listen to like, 20 different styles of music, I don't only listen to hardcore, and like no, black real. metal, and black and hardcore, I listen to like, I listen to so much like, like, like underground hip hop, and jazz music, and yeah. like, like you know, certain music that's like, only confined to like, Holland, and like, it's. Um, I've got another question, which is from Dave, it says, what's the best or quirkiest
0: venue, you've ever wrestled in? Because obviously you've been in all these countries so there's got to be some there's got to been some really odd and cool venues that you've wrestled in.
1: I think, I think actually one of the coolest ones is the one you guys did. The Electric Ballroom. That's probably one of my favourite ones. We, we're
0: now finding so we've started getting wrestling tourism. So when we did Super Strong Style yeah. last week we had 10, 10 or 11 different countries represented. There was yeah. a guy who came from the Philippines yeah. to it. And it's because like indie wrestling's is indie wrestling. I yeah. think I'm proud of what we do sure but go and support your local indie promotion mm-hmm. you don't have to travel to see us see whoever yeah um, but what what we're getting is a lot of people going oh the atmosphere there is cool and yeah. there's something really special one of the reasons we don't move to a bigger, bigger venue sure is there's something very special about the place in the same way I think there's something really special about Reseda for PWG it's a tiny venue yeah and they could easily fill bigger <laughs> venues but it's not it's so not the point. Yeah. You know,
1: I mean, um, yeah, but that said, definitely like, like, you know, Rosita, the, the Armory is like definitely like like a fantastic, uh, fantastic, uh, fantastic place. Um Corcoran Hall is awesome. One of the weirdest venues I've wrestled in was for Double Except. The first time I ever wrestled Mark Haskins, and Haskins will confirm this. It was a weird, weird tent. <laughs> it was a really, really odd tent. I remember we had to get dressed in another front of the tent, and it was raining outside. It it, it like it felt, it felt it felt really weird. It was back when WXW was trying different things and trying to promote themselves in different ways and in different areas. And this was definitely not one of, uh, in my opinion, one of the more successful ones. But you know, you gotta you gotta try and fail to uh, to move on to uh, to better things. Um, Quark is like Cause it it is. Sometimes I'll see.
0: Certainly, when I'm watching like tapes of, of wrestling from Japan, I'll always look at venues and go, "Oh, that just looks, mm-hmm. looks so cool!" Like with my, I think my obsession with wrestling venues came the first time I saw ECW from Hammerstein Ballroom, and I was like, yeah. oh "I want to wow. do that!" Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I get that because oh. because everything about the venue made it look cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's and it's, one of the reasons that I've always wanted us to do shows in venues that have balconies is for that very reason is because you know. Just it's, it's exactly what I'd want to see. Um, Jersey Punks on Twitter says, "What's your favorite horror movie?" Now I don't know yes. if you're massively into horror movies, but you look like you would be. Oh, thank you for that. <laughs>
1: um, I'd be disappointed if you weren't in horror movies. Um, my favorite, jeez, I like, I like, I like old stuff. Like I'm a big fan of like, and, and this is a sci-fi movie, but obviously you can class it as a horror movie, like Aliens. That's one of my all-time favorites. It's a great. Film. The thing. Do you like Aliens more than Alien? Yes, I think Aliens, so the, the think second second, a, second chapter to me was 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 a hundred times. Yeah. Like that that was my movie. It's the one I saw. I saw that before I saw Alien because Alien oh, yeah. was an old film by the time yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, it was like about like year I was born. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I definitely I I definitely. Um, I definitely liked um, I liked Aliens and The Thing. I was, I was always like into like practical effects. I think I tweeted about this like not too long ago. Like yeah. I'm off practical effects because they were so cool. Well, this of the reason I like old zombie films, especially the Italian yeah. zombie films. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Zombie and yeah. stuff like so, that. Yeah, so zombie was zombie flesh eaters in, oh, in yeah. the UK. Oh, yeah. yeah um, that was, partly that was because great. they were banned.
0: So, true story. So, when I was at uni, I, I, I wrote an essay about the vid, so-called video nasties which was 50 or so films that were banned from the UK because they were grossing decency. Basically, films are were a little bit violent. Yeah, yeah, And um, so I had to try. I, I got special permission to, to import them from the Netherlands, yeah. where they were completely legal. <laughs> um, and and it, I wanted to watch them to see if any of them were genuinely offensive. Some of them were. They were terrible exploitation films that dealt with Nazis and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, um, and then some of them were just. You know, zombie films like like Zombie Flesh Eaters, which has some of the best special effects I've ever seen. Yeah. On you know, terrible scripts. Yeah. Terrible. Because they used to, they used to
1: gross me out. Yeah. Because they were like so. Because like, I mean, um, if you if you if if you look at CGI and there's nothing wrong when people see you, you know, using CGI. But for me, it was like because I I grew up in a time where it wasn't as as saturated as as it is now for me like the practical effects make it so lifelike that you can like feel the pain because you can see the whole thing
0: yeah yeah I think you're right there's, there's one effect in particular if you've seen zombie flesh it's just, you know the effect I mean that is you watch it and go no you mean there's the, a the the face, face splinter one, splinter. Yeah. One. Oh, it's always and, that um, one it's always that one <laughs> and you watch it and go I have no idea how you did this it's still Tom. it's <laughs> Tom Savini isn't it so it's, yeah Tom yeah. Savini was great um, it's great um, so um, more questions from Twitter um, Ross Janice says, um, uh, who or what is your favorite non-metal/slash hardcore band or artist? And you mentioned before you, I know, you're... like you
1: non-metal/slash non-hardcore. Yeah, so yeah, so basically. Oh, okay.
0: Because um, I know, because like you said before, I know you're into all kinds of different.
1: Yeah, styles. so I'd say Ella Fitzgerald uh, with Louis Armstrong because uh, I'm a big, I'm a big mark for jazz music. Yeah. Um, City and Colour, they never, they never. Fail. They never fail me. Yeah. Like he's never done anything that I didn't like. He's done stuff where I had to get used to, but he's never like, you know, he was never like one of those guys. Uh, Forty Watts Sun. Hmm. Uh, very like, you, you have to listen to get into them. Um. Non-metal, non metal. Uh, non. There's a there's and this might this might come to a surprise to a lot of people. I like uh, a band from Holland called Yellow Claw. Yellow Claw's trap music, and it's 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 a form of dance music. Sure, um, but it's not like it's not like the dance music you'd expect it to be. Mm. Uh, I like rhythm, um, and then like I like uh, uh, Jedi Mind Tricks. It's one of my all-time favorite uh, hip hop groups. I used to be a fan of uh, Gangstar. <gasps> yeah. Uh, oh, Yeah, yeah, to It. Oh great yeah, album. There we go. Oh, you know, brilliant album. Guru and stuff like that. Uh, Hutan Clan, Jizza, in particular. I mean, everyone's listened to Liquid Swords like a hundred times, yeah. if not more. Uh, great album. Um, and yeah, nothing really pops to mind. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to walk out there going, like, damn it, I should have said this or I should have said that. <laughs> but um, whatever you ask me on the, I, I guess the most truthful answers you'll get is when you ask them directly, and I can't really think about the answer too much. Um. I'll do a couple more questions from sure, and then you, you you put it on Instagram as well so we'll see if there's a couple of questions. I'll sift through that as
0: well. Um, so, let's um, oh, find Um Um Who I, I think this is an acceptable question to ask you because mm-hmm. you, your whole WWE career is in front of you. Yeah. Who in WWE right now would you most want to face? And it could be on NXT, it could be in, on the main roster. Who Bray would Wyatt. Know? Bray Wyatt? Yeah. Oh, that'd
1: be sick. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Man. Yeah. And Randy Orton. That'd be awesome. I uh, I have a lot of admiration and respect for both of them. Hmm. I I very briefly spoke to Bray White once, and
0: was mesmerised yeah. just by talking to him, yes. completely away from wrestling. Yeah, he's he's a dude.
1: He's an know. awesome human being. It's the sort of person I'd look at you two and go,
0: oh, that they, those guys should be
1: friends. i <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually like for, for the limited time that I spend with him, I actually get along with him really well. Hmm. He's, a, he's a great guy.
0: And then, um, one last one from Twitter, mm-hmm. um, and this is from uh, Stephen Louch, says, um, what were some of the biggest learnings you took from your time on the u k scene So obviously you've wrestled all around the world so the things so, to the from that.
1: so i I think that for the longest time, as a starting out professional wrestler, I was either trying to be too much." the good guy or too much the bad guy Hmm. in a a, a cliche type of way. I was trying to gain a response through nothing that my character should have done. Sure. You know? So, what I'm trying to say is I I feel like I had a lack of character. Yeah. And that's also why I feel that like a lot of people had trouble like hooking into me because they didn't, they have nothing, they had nothing to associate themselves with me. And then I kind of started going, you know what? I've had this certain way of living I've had this certain way that I was brought up and I had a certain way of thinking. Why are you trying so hard to be something that you're not whilst you have something that you can use as a, as a person and a human being that is much more relatable to people? So mm-hmm. I basically went back to what I loved and I loved hardcore music and I was uh, this like unconventional kid and I used that and thus came The Antihero. Yeah. And The Antihero started in 2008 in WXW Mm. the whole Tommy and anti-hero kind of character and I think that brought me part of my success and then when I got to the United Kingdom on a more frequent base it was ICW especially Mark Dallas who kind of went like do what you want Mm. and he gave me a platform to develop a certain character that people are more familiar with because I was able to get more into like the darker side of myself and use much more of that rebellious nature that I that I had uh, into in, 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 in like you know to present that out to 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 the world. So it was basically a lot of stuff that was just me and the United Kingdom gave me a lot of opportunities to show that show sure. a larger crowd to a larger scale and thus that transcending to like different parts of the world. And that helped me a lot. Getting a getting like uh, uh, gathering a bigger following. Sure. Um, this is from
0: this is from and um, Taylor Millard who says, yeah. um, "What video games are you currently playing?" Obviously, Skyrim's not out on the Nintendo Switch. No, so I'm, I've not played Skyrim. I uh, just finished uh, Wildlands, which I'm currently playing and haven't finished. Yet. That's fantastic. It's great. Well, and, but again, I was talking to Jimmy Havoc about this. We yeah. both. It's like it, you can you lose hours on it because it's massive. Oh, it's ridiculous. So big. Oh, yeah. So big. So, so you finished that.
1: Yeah. So I, I bought Neo. Mm. Neo. How do you pronounce
0: it? it? Is uh, Nio or Neo? I don't know. I know the one you mean, but it looks what? great. It's great, but it's too
1: difficult for my liking. So it's Dead Souls level difficulty. I'd say Dead Souls is more difficult, but I'm also a very lazy gamer. So like I I want I want stuff that works with me. Please, I want. So now I know how I, do you I, work I, at everything else? It's it's
0: me. I, I gotta, I gotta out, be
1: I gotta be terrible at something. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> worth worth ethic wise, I'm terrible at a lot of things, but like work work ethic wise, um, no. So I uh, uh, I I got the game, and like I, I like games that like present a challenge, but don't like. Mm, like, like like make me so desperate for life that i just want to throw them out the window yeah. where i'm like ah you know i i not enough of this game go with like and, and that that is kind of what what neo did to me and i think i think those types of games cuz i think i'm somewhere, I'm trying to replace Tenshu and Onimusha the oh, two nice. games that i love so much the, the two genres the two game yeah. series um, and then people were like, oh, you know, like like a Neo was kind of like on a mushroom. So I'm like, all right, let's 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 get it. And uh, I got it. And I kind of go like after three days of playing, I was like, uh, it's like I keep dying in the same thing. And I had the same with uh, with Dark Souls. What was the other game called Blood something? That oh, was another one. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was yeah like right about the time when Dark Souls three came out, there was another game coming Blood, out. Bloodborne. 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 Yeah. And, everything about that game screams you will like it but then it's so difficult bro <laughs> like, I don't, like, like I spent money on it and I'm like yeah guys this is I, I can't play this this is too much it's there's something it
0: feels like because of um, because of Dark Souls it feels like that that people are, are trying desperately to make games that are deliberately really hard yeah and Do it, you know? it
1: kind of like, kills the fun for me secretly I'm going to
0: say this right now a game that's really hard the new Legend of Zelda on the Switch I heard about it's that it's yeah. so difficult it's infuriatingly difficult yeah
1: that's what I don't like about games anymore um, cause you know you wanna you wanna game yeah, I like, game I I game or... to relax yeah. not to get warmed up yeah.
0: that's one of the reasons I stopped playing Metal Gear Solid 5 was because it was it was getting frustrating me
1: Metal, Metal Gear Solid 5 and I love Metal Gear like Metal Gear is part of my favourite game series but for me it stopped at 4 right because, like, five, I felt I was repeating myself a lot. I felt like the, I was playing a lot of the same missions. Mm. And it was a great thing, but I, I wanted a little bit more diversity. There's a little bit of grind in there, isn't there? Which is in yeah. a lot of games now. You have to have put a lot of, like, you have to log yeah. in a lot of hours in that. Right. Last question. Uh-huh. From House of Cats. You're a man who likes a cat. I love cats. Um, I just recently bought one. Um,
0: can we ask the cat's name?
1: Well, so, me and the girl in debate over the, over the name of the cat... Um, so I want, I I want to call it Frank the Pale Rider. <laughs> and then, um, I think, I think she wants to call it, uh, Fluffy Bean the First. Nice. Which is also, it's not bad, but, um, I am, uh, like, like I said, we're, we're, we're in debate on, on, on what, what, what we should go. So like, um, to be continued. Yeah. Um, as, as soon as, as as soon as it's there, I will I will at you on Twitter yeah. and like look, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a lot of co- I had a lot of questions about rabbits as well. Oh, uh, we can we can go for rabbit. Co- I can no, go for rabbit questions all day
0: because you, you you have. I presume you don't have your rabbits now because you live. There. No, well, I do not. No, um, uh, um, they're still alive. Yeah. yeah, which I would. I'm not surprised by because yeah. I think it's one of the things that obviously you're friends with me. I'm with my wife, and mm. one of the things that she always loves about is like he's this. In the ring is badass, but he's got rabbits.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Like there's a, there's a thing about me. Like I'm not I'm not like I'm not a gigantic people person. Um, I'm also like not very sociable as a human being. But then animals, I just love. Yeah, and I think it goes for a lot of us. are Like I'm, I think I'm, I think I think this generation has made it okay for a lot of introverts to come out and go like, hey. I actually don't like hanging around with people, <laughs> and I like the confinement of my own house and my own room. And like, I like to be on my own. I like to read books, and yeah. I like to, you know, be a bit quirky and like just be a little bit, you know, into myself. And you know, yeah, I think and that, and that, that's kind of that's kind of how how it goes for me as well. Like, I've always been I've always been someone who's like on his own a lot. I, I like. And not necessarily because I don't always think that people couldn't relate, but I also think that people just didn't want to invest the time because mm-hmm. there were like there were more fun things out there than sitting around my silence <laughs> body, you know.
0: Um, so this is from House of Cats. Old oh, says Go and I'm gonna I'm gonna. It's one question, but I'm gonna split it into two. Sure. So it's favorite match of all time, and because I, don't, I can't, I, that's a question I can't answer. Can you? Is there a match that? or even one or two matches that leap into your head as either, because I always, whenever I ask this to a wrestler, I always want to say, favorite match that you've been in and favorite match that you weren't in but you watched. Yeah. So, is there any that leap into your...
1: So, one of my favorites is my first match against Cashes in uh, PWG. Yeah. Simply because that put me on on, on a plateau and on a map. Mm -hmm. This is 2015. If I'm not correct so not even that long ago. But obviously, I didn't travel to to. I was at that point. I was I was well known in in in, in Europe and and yeah. like to an extent in Japan. Um, but I hadn't really wrestled that much in uh, in the in the United States. So when I did that match, all of a sudden people were like, "Who's this guy?" Mm. You know. So, um, it it it, it 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 was a favorite match for for like a, a, a number of reasons. Yeah. and like mainly because it put put me on a on a, on a platform, and like it gave me a lot of like good exposure, and like it, it shifted heads towards me, and it's always one of those things where I kind of feel like like it, it it might sound it might sound not as positive as me saying it, but I always feel that you could tell the level of success by the amount of people that started like emulating him, and I feel that after that. Match that me and Cassius did. Mm-hmm. It was a very new way for a lot of people to view their yeah. matches, and uh, a lot of my techniques have been distributed amongst UK uh, talent. So I, I think that was a very big turning point in my uh, in my career, where people really saw what I was capable of and like 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 what my style defined me as to be. And people were like, oh, okay, this guy you know wrestles this way. This yeah. I've never seen it done this way before. Look at yeah. Like, you can argue and debate with me as long as you want about strikers. And there's always been great strikers. And I am definitely not the greatest striker of all time. But I will say that I'm one of the more unique ones because mm-hmm. of the stuff that I did and the stuff that I put into, you yeah. know, professional wrestling. And I think that's what rated a lot of heads towards me because I just used different techniques and I had a different background and I brought things in one from, from one background into professional wrestling that people never done before. Yeah. Uh, you know the, the 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 bicycle knee strike and stuff like that. No one ever did that before, mm. and people started using that after that a lot as well. And um, I think I think that match put me like on, on the map a lot more than I had before, at least in in the United States. Sure. And then obviously because it was on on in PWG, which is. You know, you can argue about it but P W G has that has that following. It has that yeah, gigantic absolutely. independent following and sells loads but of the their ideas. fans are like super, super passionate about like wrestling and like it's 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 an honor to compete there. And, like I generally feel that when I got when I got that email, I was like, Oh wow, fantastic. And it's the same whenever
0: anyone I know who works for us gets Yeah. Request to go and work there. I'm always so happy because I've said this on the podcast. It's it's fantastic
1: exposure. PWG is one of the
0: reasons that Progress exists. Yeah. Because me and John watched a PWG DVD and that's where our initial conversation
1: to start the company came from. I've been a fan
0: of them for years. Yeah. Dozens of their DVDs and blueprints
1: are. Yeah. And it's great for a number of reasons because they hit so many markets. Like they hit so many Mm -hmm. taste buds. There's something there for everyone. And same as Progress, there's something there for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And then for my own point, like from what I love watching and what I love watching changes, like obviously the system I'm in right now um, makes me watch wrestling in a very different way because yeah. I've learned so many new things and I'm exposed to such a wild variety of, 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 of sports and entertainment and professional wrestling uh, than I was before. Mm. And it makes me appreciate a lot more of the old stuff. Yeah. It makes me appreciate a lot of uh, how some of my colleagues... Uh uh, 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 compete. Yeah. Um. So it it, it it switches a lot. Um, I love watching. I love watching uh, Big Daddy Walter. Mm-hmm. He's one of my all time favorites to watch. He's
0: he's had one of my favorite matches. Yeah, one of my favorite matches of last year, which was against uh, Cassius.
1: Yeah, he's he's great, and he had one of my favorite matches this year against Matt Riddle. Oh yeah. uh, he's, he's he's that good. guy that can have he's a great. good moment with everyone, and he understands his style and his his his, his way of working. It's so unique, mm. and um, I I love Wesley Blake. Mm. Uh, he used to be in the tag team with yeah. uh, uh, Buddy Murphy. Wesley is such an underrated guy, mm. and his 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 work ethic is just mind blowing. to yeah. me. I I gained like I already I already loved watching them, but I gained a ton of respect for the revival mm. um, as locker room leaders and as 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 competitors. Man, they are, they are they they are they 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 are exactly what they say. They are the revival. Yeah. You know, and they they emulate that with their in ring abilities so well. Um. So, like I said, like my 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 taste for wrestling differs. Yeah. Than it used to. Like yeah. I used to watch Yuji Nagata, and that was one of my favorite things mm. ever. Like one of my favorite my favorite competitors I've ever to watch was Yuji Nagata, or or like or Hayabusa. Uh, 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 Guerrero, you know, like all these guys, uh, Robbie Brookside, mm. you know. Um, I used to watch all these, all these guys, and then like once you get into like you know uh, NXT, like you you get exposed to so much, so much, so many different different things and different characters and different ways of 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 of, of competitors and, and competition, and it just it opens your mind up. So like like whenever people ask me what is your what is your this, what I never have an answer. Mm. I like. I find it. What is your favorite album of all time? Pfft, I don't know. It, it, there's a lot of people asking questions. Like uh, it's like I know someone who knows you and know
0: how much you like music. You can't just go. No. <gasps> no. I. I can like just a, about do favorite film, but I can't do. No, I can't
1: one. do that. That's torture. I, I'd have to torture. I have to torture myself in order to like. <laughs> I would not know. But that goes for my wrestling. That goes for my. Uh, music that goes from my movies, that goes from my books. Like I, 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 do not have one definitive favorite of anything.
0: Yeah. It's, but I think that's a, it's it's a good thing to have because if you get set in your ways in that way, you you are. It's like you say, you like twenty different,
1: you like twenty different genres of music at least. There's loads of things you can listen to. It's all it's all about it's all about layers. Yeah. Like, it's all about it's 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 all about what you're in the mood for. It's all about what hits your button. Like, so many, so many, like. Like, is, is is it weird to say that if you can I feel that you're not thinking enough mm. would that would that be a weird assumption if you can literally pinpoint well maybe that's that's real maybe that's really ignorant to say but like for me it's like I can't do it because there is so much that I love yeah sure I can't point out one specific album and go like well, wow, that's the album that changed my entire life mm. I, I can and at the same time, I can. But then along the way, there were so many different albums yeah, that, okay. like, had such an impact on my life and my growth, or just my my, my general, you know, feel, feel good. Mm. That, that you know, putting your finger on one thing is like, I I I, I can't do it. And like, I, I guess that's the same for like wrestling. Yeah, I guess that's the same for like for anything. And like like what goes for you doesn't necessarily go for the for the other person, and they'll have arguments like that's also like one of those things where like you can never you can never you can never talk about the, the, the best because you can only talk about your pers- from, from your personal perspective
0: yeah and, that, and that's the thing is it's personal opinion but also yeah. whenever I've asked so every wrestler that I've interviewed I've asked mm-hmm. this question yeah um, from yourself to William Regal to various guys who work in progress and I get a chance to chat to nearly everybody goes I can't narrow it down I can't narrow it down to one I can maybe get I maybe get it down to roughly five, but it's and it, everything it changes every single day as well, doesn't it? You, you watch it, you, your
1: opinion on wrestling will change every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it it, it 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 will change with 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 your growth and mm-hmm. things that you liked five years ago aren't necessarily the things that you like uh like now. Mm-hmm. No, I think
0: I I look at how much I've changed. Um. How much I've changed just in in this, from being a wrestling promoter. How much I've changed in terms of what of what I like. Yeah. Because when I started when I started as a wrestling promoter, I was still a very smart fan and I knew what I wanted. Sure. And I was I was bit, very eloquent, you, you very were, you very said yeah. and I like it. And then yeah, the more you learn, the more you get to meet wrestlers, and the more you see the way you
1: work, and, the, well, and you're like, oh no no
0: no, I appreciate. Because you yeah, understand everything, and you understand that,
1: everything. yeah, exactly, and you understand that there is not one specific way of doing anything. There's a hundred million ways of doing mm-hmm. it, and by doing so, you present everything to a wider audience. And you're going to have people go like, "I don't like that," yeah. but I love that, and and that's that's life. That's that's everything. Not I mean, not everybody likes broccoli. Yeah, you know, it is. I, I love it. I love it too. <laughs> At least we have an agreement on that. Tiny little trees. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay. Last question. Yeah.
0: I feel this is quite open-ended and a good way to end. Sure. Um, Who
1: is Alistair Black? Who is Alistair Black? So, when I was initially asked about my identity, I said... I am Iron Maiden, I am Black Sabbath, I am Metallica, I am Diamond Head, I am all the types of music that kids in certain generations have used to rebel against, you know, not necessarily a parents, but a rebel hmm. against a certain system. Sure. Not because they felt that they needed to target that specific system. But I am a firm believer in being unconventional doesn't mean that you can't be successful. Mm-hmm. So Alistair Black presents a rebellious nature that tells you it's okay to be different. Mm-hmm. And that just because you're different doesn't mean that you cannot be successful. And that whatever is in the eye of the, be- of the beholder is, is, very, is, 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 is personal. Like, you you are what you are. Mm. And that's why the moniker, no man's ever truly good, no man's ever truly evil, fits so well. I mean, you give me a definition of success, and I'll give you the complete reverse of it and tell you that the other, other side of that would also be success. Mm. We're about to go to a festival with, I don't know how many thousands of thousands. 70,
0: 80,000
1: people. Of alternative people because they're all attracted to like, a certain genre of music, a certain genre of, you know, a certain way of living. Mm. And you're meant to tell me that that is not success. Mm. That, is, that, is, that is the utmost, highest form of success. So, my thing, what, what Alistair Black wants to show the world is that it's okay to be different. Mm. Like, you don't have to be conventional. I was never a conventional guy. No. So, why should I be conventional now? And, you know, like, not everyone is going to agree with, 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 with who and what I am, but that's okay mm. because no man's ever truly good, no man's ever truly evil. You can decide on which side you want to end up. Mm. It's, it's okay not to stand behind me. It's okay to, to not feel my message and not agree with my message. That's fine. That doesn't make you bad. That doesn't make you good. That makes you you, and that's the whole message of what I am, be you. Because at the end of it, that's all you can do, mm. and I think yeah. a lot of people forget that that's an actual thing you can. You don't have to always uh, follow the set code in order to be a successful person mm. in life. I mean, I did, and I never did. Mm. You know what I mean? I worked the system in my own way, yeah. and that has brought me where I am right now. And mm. I'd say, it's okay, mm. you know, I'd say I've done, I've done, I've done my share of uh, of trial and error. And I've done my share of uh, ups and downs, and and, and 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 making huge mistakes, leading up to fantastic opportunities, and like yeah, like even even failing opportunities, and mm-hmm. and it's and it's all good, it's all fine. It's just as long as you remember that it's all part of the process. And I mean, if I if I if I walked into a, into a job interview 15 years ago, being as covered in tattoos as I am right now, people were like. Whoa, whoa. Okay, where's this guy coming from? And now I'm applauded for it. Yeah, you know, society changes, so the perspective of thing changes as well. And I think it's very healthy to keep uh, an open minded attitude towards anything in this in this in this society in this in this climate that we live in. Um. So yeah, who's alisha Black? alisha Black is just a means to an end to show you that it's okay to be you, no matter what other people tell you, mm. you can always be you. And no matter how hard the struggle is, no matter how hard you feel the norm to change yourself to please other people, that will always be the wrong choice. Mm. Always remain yourself, no matter what.
0: Um, we should let people, you let people know where you are on the internet. So,
1: Well, um, if you yeah. haven't figured it out by now, um. <laughs> it is uh, twitter.com slash Black. Same moniker or name for Instagram, of course. Mm. And you can find me on the WWE website under my profile name, of course. And don't forget to check out NXT every Wednesday. And uh, obviously, um, so uh,
0: depending on when this goes out, Leeds Wednesday this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brighton Thursday and then download all weekend. Hell, yeah. So looking uh, forward to it. Um, yeah, I think just, just seeing you just sort of... You know when you get when you're at festival often I've had this when I do comedy and you get sound bleed from something else Yeah, yeah. I just imagine you being in the ring and then hearing a band that you like and you're like oh, I better, <laughs> better beat this guy quick I need to go watch this oh yeah um, uh, nice one thanks man no problem thank you again to Alistair Black for being the guest on Tuesday Night Jaw this week um, all being well there's a pretty awesome episode coming next week as well I must just say uh, if you're expecting a round table this week I'm dead busy doing wrestling stuff throughout June and it's going to mean it's going to be difficult for me to be in one place with uh, three or four friends to talk about a wrestling show Um, so unfortunately um, there'll probably be no round tables this month there might be if we can sneak one in but at the minute there probably isn't going to be Um, apologies if you love those we'll still try and do them for the really big shows but um, my schedule is getting a little bit insane at the moment Um, so it's a bit difficult to do those so um, once again Thank you very much to Alistair Black. Um, uh, make sure you check him out on NXT. Make sure you follow him on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, he's a good dude and he's a wise dude. Trust me on this. He's given me much sage advice in the past. Um, he's, a, he's a good guy. So um, me, I am at Jim Smallman on Twitter. Use the hashtag TuesdayNightJaw if you're getting in touch. Make sure that you check out everything on the Distraction Pieces Network. That includes Scroobius Pip's wonderful Distraction Pieces podcast, which is an absolute joy and the reason that me and him became friends in the first place and the reason that this podcast exists. So make sure you check that out. Also, the other podcasts on the Distraction Pieces Network uh, the Stop and Search podcast, the Say Why to Drugs podcast, the uh, Hardcore Listing podcast. Make sure you check all of those out because they're great and they're done by great guys. So um, I'd appreciate if you check those out. Um, In the meantime, have a lovely week uh, my website is jimsmormand.com point people at jimsmormoncom slash tnj lowercase if you want people to check this podcast out keep spreading it around and sharing the love because the more subscribers we get the better it gets so I'm super grateful that you do that um, and obviously my wrestling company progresswrestling.com if you want to come to our show in New York uh, on August the 12th or if you would like to come to Alexandra Palace on September the 10th that's progresswrestling.com watch all our shows demand-progress.com um, so Cheers. Thanks for listening as always. I hope you enjoyed this one. Back next week with another cool one. Trust me, I know what it is. It's going to be great. All right, guys. See you later.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Before Shopify, were you wondering where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha ching.